Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanovsky with you, learning the beginning of the eighth chapter of Tractate Yoma. Uh, we're on page 74, or Ayin Dalet. Actually, I will begin on 73, or Ayin Gimel, after the pages and pages and pages and pages of the tractate that was focused on the specific rituals done by the high priest on uh, the Yom Kippur of Temple times, we are now with chapter 8, at last, at long last, beginning to examine Yom Kippur as we practice it, a holiday of self-reflection and uh, self-affliction and penitence. And that will be the theme throughout this eighth chapter. The uh, the Mishnah begins, as I mentioned, on page 73, and I didn't discuss it yesterday, but I will now read you the Mishnah, which will be familiar to those of you who know about the principal afflictions, the self-afflictions of Yom Kippur. The Mishnah begins like this. Yom HaKippurim Asur, the, on, the, on the Day of Atonement, it is forbidden uh, to Achila, Ushti'a, eating and drinking, Rechitza, bathing, Sicha, anointing, Ne'ilat HaSandal, wearing shoes, uvtashmish hamita, and having sexual relations. That does not apply to, in the next clause, hamelech vehakala yirchitzu et pnehem, the king, because of his public role, and the kala, the, the new bride, because of her private role, may uh, wash their faces, vehachaya, and the newly uh, post-delivery mother, tin olet hasandal, she should, she should wear um, uh, a shoe because of her health condition. Divrei Rabbi Eliezer. Those are the words of Rabbi Eliezer. Vechachamim osrim. But the sages, the consensus position of the sages, does not give that lenience for the king, the bride, or the uh, new, new mother. Ha'ochel kakotevet hagasa kemoha ukegarinata. If somebody eats the size of a, of a large date, including the flesh of the date and its seed, the, the volume of that measure, and somebody who drinks a cheek full of liquid, they have violated, they are guilty and, and have violated the fast of Yom Kippur. All the food that one might eat, a bite here and a bite there, can be uh, considered together in a single measure for eating a quote-unquote date's bulk worth. And all the different sips of liquid that one would take, they they are also uh, gathered together for purposes of calculating that amount. But solid foods and liquids are not combined together for purposes of calculating the amount. Our page will go on to make a number of fine distinctions about the language of the Mishnah, and it'll come to the conclusion, which is, well attested in Jewish in Jewish practice, and I think will be intuitively familiar, that the punishment uh, for eating and drinking and for doing work on Yom Kippur are the very severe punishment of karet, which essentially means being expelled from the people, expe- expelled from the Jewish people, or it also is taken to mean a kind of premature death 
uh, at God's hands, not by human hands, whereas the other prohibitions, while forbidden, don't carry such a severe, severe punishment, uh, as our page will say on the olive side of 74, Though all of them are forbidden, the punishment of karet, expulsion from the people or premature death, those things apply only, the, the punishment of karet applies only to ones who eat and drink and do work. And there's an interesting textual derivation the word Shabbaton is applied to the Torah, in the Torah both to Yom Kippur and Shabbat, and the Gemara here says that just as with respect, I'm interpreting now through the words of the commentator Rashi, just as the Torah says Shabbaton with respect to Shabbat, meaning that one should even refrain from difficult or strenuous or productive work that is not formally defined as work, that's called a Shvut, a rest, even though it's not formally uh, prohibited by the Torah, uh, so too on Yom Kippur, one should uh, ref- do the other self-afflicting practices of refraining from sex and bathing and, and the like, uh, even though they don't carry the same punishment as karet. Now, for those of you who like to pay fine attention to, to matters of Jewish law, you'll note that that implies that shavut restrictions are in fact Torah restrictions and not merely Torah-legislated restrictions and not only extrapolations by the sages, which it usually does seem to mean that those are extrapolated by the sages, but in the in Tractate Shabbat and in, in, in the uh, Mishnaic era Midrash called the Mechilta, it does imply that those Shabbat restrictions are in fact from Torah legislation and not just the sages. Now on the bet side of the page, we get into the concept of what the real self-affliction of Yom Kippur is. The Talmud poses a, uh, a, a high, rhetorical question. It says, Quoting the verse, Ta'anu et nafshotechem, afflict yourselves. Yachol yeshev bachama o batsina kedeshe yitzta'er. Does it mean to afflict yourself? Does that mean you should go out, sit in the sun, or go sit in the cold so that you make yourself miserable? Talmud lomar, vechol melacha lo ta'asu, you shall do no labor. Ma melacha shev ve'al ta'aseh, af inui shev ve'al ta'aseh. Just as refraining from work is fundamentally a, a negative prohibition of what you should not do, so too the, the, the afflictions for Yom Kippur are supposed to be refraining from actions, not going out and making yourself miserable. Nobody has to go you know, flagellate themselves to fulfill Yom Kippur. Uh, you just refrain from activities of pleasure and life-affirming. And then our page down at the bottom of the bedside will, uh, will extrapolate, uh, will derive from the Torah, the principal mode of inui, of affliction, that it comes fundamentally about refraining from food, that the other kinds of refraining, refraining, for example, from sexual relations, that is is not the paradigm case. Those are restrictions or, or inuyim, afflictions, but the principal one is eating and drinking because it is, first of all, inui de rabim, uh, a suffering that is upon the whole people, not just an individual. It is inui bidei shamayim. It is a command of heaven as opposed to the uh, oppression that one person foists upon another. And in fact, the rabbis will, and this will occupy us on tomorrow's page, the rabbis will derive this kind of affliction from a rather surprising source. The Torah describes that when God led the people into the desert after leaving Egypt, God starved them and afflicted them and fed them with manna. Manna is actually going to prove to be a paradigm 
uh, paradigm example of suffering, and the abstinence from regular food is going to prove to be a paradigm example of suffering. Perhaps a little bit, a little bit surprising, and that'll be the principal topic of tomorrow's page. Uh, finally, one last kind of sexy small item uh, at the very, very bottom of the page. Our last, our last, op- our last item on the page, uh, quoting a verse from uh, Kohelet. There are a couple of different expositions of Tov Mare Enaim Mehalach Nefesh. Better is the view of the eyes than the uh, journey of the soul or the, the, the normal course of life for the soul. Amar Reish Lakish, Reish Lakish says, Tov Mare Enaim Beisha Yoter Migufoshel Maaseh. It's better to look upon a pretty woman than actually to have sex. Now, I don't know exactly what Reish Lakish's life was like. But that strikes me as an unusual sort of statement for the sages to say, given that halakha generally regards it as a terrible and forbidden thing to to look upon uh, for men to look upon women lustfully. Reish Lakish appears to be saying, "Well, it might be forbidden, but that's because it's really pleasurable." All right, thanks for learning today's page with me, and I look forward to learning with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.